When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Wes Moss. The prevailing thought in America is that you'll never have enough money and it's almost impossible to retire early. Actually, I think the opposite is true. For more than 20 years, I've been researching, studying, and advising American families, including those who started late, on how to retire sooner and happier. So my mission with the Retire Sooner podcast is to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. How does setting the goal of having income for a lifetime sound? One of the biggest fears I hear in working with families and doing retirement planning is that, hey, Wes, I don't want to run out of money. I'm, I'm worried that I'll run out of money at some point when I'm 80 or 90 or 100 years old. What if life gets really expensive? And these questions come from people at all different savings levels. It could be someone with 500000 be somebody with 2 million, 5 million, 10 million. The amount of assets almost don't matter. There's always this human fear that we're gonna outlive our money. And that is a very scary feeling. It's scarier than public speaking. It's scarier than being locked in a small closet. It's scarier than almost anything that life can throw at us, maybe minus some sort of health incident. But the answer to that very simply is to have some sort of strategy and set a goal so you don't run out of income. And we can do that from an investment standpoint. It's not easy to do. It's not something you can just flip a switch to do. And it's not something you can just put on necessarily autopilot. You've got to think it through a little bit, but it's something that's so important that it's an important topic that we need to cover here on the Retire Sooner podcast. In fact, it makes it even more critically important, if you're an early retiree, I had a call this past week for someone who is in their mid-50s. Saved a lot of money, no question about it. But when you're in your mid-50s and you stop work and you still have a fair amount of expenses, the question is, does it really work as an early retiree? The answer turned out to be yes, but there's a lot of work to do in order to have this income stream for a lifetime and set that goal to have an income stream for a lifetime. So first of all, being able to do this takes some planning. We all know that we need to do some sort of financial planning. We set this goal of having an amount, a certain amount of income. And then I think what gives us this peace of mind that we're looking for is to have a very formidable way of doing that and have a whole lot of different tributaries that collectively come into one big stream of cash flow. And that's what we're trying to do here. So this is not about worrying about what's happening in the political markets or elections. This is, I'm not worried. This is not about where inflation data is going. This is not about what's happening from a geopolitical standpoint. This should be able to cancel out all of that noise, all the scary headlines and say, well, I'm going to focus on this one core thing, creating an income stream for a lifetime for me and my family all throughout my retirement years because that trumps all the worries about all the headlines that will continue to hit us week after week, month after month, year after year for the rest of our investing lives. Because guess what? We have no control over those headlines. 
we have control over being able to have multiple streams of income. And that is the answer here. Very simply, if we were going to have a one minute podcast, I would say create multiple streams of income that can passively pay you for the rest of your life multiple streams of income. That would be a one minute podcast. Well, we're going to figure out today how to do that here on the Retire Sooner podcast. So income streams for a lifetime, it's probably not just a stream, but income streams for a lifetime. They come together as to one big stream of cash flow, but we want to put all of this together. Now, I also think when you hear this phrase of income for a lifetime or income for life, let's not mistake this for some sort of product that can just do this for you. Let's not mistake this for some sort of one silver bullet out there that's gonna just solve this problem that you and anyone thinking about retirement has. We have the same issue we need to solve. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some sort of product that can do this. So I, I think of annuities. You think of annuity commercials, income for life. That's a product that is telling you that it's going to solve your problem for you. Now again, I don't, think annuities are necessarily as evil as a lot of investment folks do, but I think there are far, far, far better options that you can rely on when it comes to retirement income. So again, most importantly, there is no one product or one vehicle that you should ever rely on when it comes to retirement income. There's no one, you don't want one big rental unit. Hey Wes, I've got this big warehouse and it pays me 15 grand a month. That's awesome, but it's also not something you want to completely rely on. There's no one stock that you want to have, obviously, that pays you a dividend. What happens if something happens to the dividend of that stock or the company itself? I think back to the financial crisis. For decades and decades, bank stocks paid dividends over and over and over again. And in the city of Atlanta, we have a couple of banks that ended up getting rolled up into the bigger banks and the bigger banks. I saw families that got so used to having one bank stock that never really had any issues and never had any dividend problems say, oh no, I can hold half my portfolio or 80% of my portfolio in this one company. And guess what? Financial crisis hit and those dividends went to zero and those stocks went down 80%. That can happen even if you think you own the best dividend paying stock that can change. So no one big rental unit, no one big stock position, not even one bond, no, not one oil well. There's a so much more reliable and safer way to have an income stream for life. So let's imagine that you have $500,000 or $5 million or $50 million. It doesn't matter the amount. Just pick whatever's in your head and say, well, I think about I've saved this much. I have this much in my 401k. I've got this much in my bank account. And by the time I am 55 or 60, I'm going to have this much money. So that's different for everyone listening. It could be a million. It could be 5 million. It could be 10 million or more. Now imagine having dozens and dozens and dozens of individual components, all their own little generators, paying you a paycheck either monthly or quarterly, and then happening over and over and over again, year after year after year, all from your investments into one account. You receive these interest payments, which by the way are much higher now as bond interest rates have gone as high as we've seen in 15 years. Distribution payments that come from a variety of different securities. Dividend payments that obviously come from dividend-paying stocks that can create this massive network of tributaries, all converging into this one large river of cash flow, one powerful river of income that really should, if you've got lots of diversification, really should flow for the rest of your life. 
You don't have to own 20 rental homes to do this. You don't have to have 20 oil wells pumping out oil in order to do this. Yes, it'd be wonderful. It'd be great to have 20 oil wells, but that can also be a full-time job. The good news is that you can harness an income stream with all these areas in a low-cost, highly diversified, low-maintenance way. We're, we're, what am I talking about? And, and by the way, with great liquidity, meaning that you can, if you change your mind on one of these tributaries, you can cash them out at any given time in a blink of an eye, rather than having to sell something like real estate or oil wells or gold, which can take a huge amount of time and a huge amount of effort. So we can think income investing, multiple streams of income for life, and we can access this all through something as simple as an ETF, an exchange-traded fund, low-cost, tax-efficient baskets of investments where you can access all these areas you'd like to access to generate income over and over again. Technically, income or cash flow has a bunch of different names. So it's interest and it's distributions and it's dividends and it's royalties and it's rent, all these different names. But boil it all down and they're all the same thing in the end. It's cash in your account, cash payments that come into your bank account. So think of it this way. There's really one thing you're trying to create when you're an income investor, and that's income, that's it. An income from stocks that pay dividends, an income from energy pipeline companies that pay out distributions, an income from bond interest payments, an income from owning commercial real estate. Again, all of these areas that I just mentioned they can, you don't have to go out and buy buildings. You can own pieces of companies. You can do that right in something as simple and low cost as an ETF. That can all be in the form of an ETF. And think of an ETF as just a low cost basket of securities. Now you can also do all of this with individual companies, individual bonds, individual REITs, individual pipeline companies. And I do some of that as well. But there's so many moving parts here when you're looking at it, this highly distributed network of income producing securities. Let's just make this simple. And I think it's easy to think of this by just accessing virtually any of those forms of income with ETFs alone. Let's go into some of the categories. Again, income for what? A lifetime. When you think about a stock, how long do you think these things stick around? Think about the utility sector. Think about the healthcare sector, the financials, energy stocks. Again, all be accessed through owning ETFs, all paying dividends, and they all arrive every single quarter. Not on the same day, but you get paychecks throughout the week, maybe one or two on a Tuesday and three or four on a Thursday. Also, with some good fortune, those dividend payments should rise over time as, as dividends paid out. If you just look at the overall market, the S&P 500, we know that over time, the growth of dividends has been about two times or double the rate of inflation. So if you look at a period of time and inflation is 3%, very likely dividends grew at about 6% rate. Inflation at 2% for a period of time, dividends likely grew at about 4% during that period of time. So on average, dividends have grown at double, double the rate of inflation. That means you're getting a raise far and beyond the inflation that's making things more expensive. Hey y'all, it's Mallory Boggs, the producer for the Retire Sooner podcast. From an investment standpoint, the world is changing. We've gone from no inflation to hyperinflation, zero interest rates to much higher interest rates. All of this changes the dynamics for stocks and bonds. So the question for you, are your retirement accounts ready for it? Have you adapted your investments for these major shifts? Do you know what kind of income your 401k account is gonna pay you in retirement? If not, maybe it's time for a new perspective. 
the Retire Sooner team is here to help. If you're ready to talk, reach out to our team and we'll help you take a closer look at how you can generate income in retirement and protect yourself from inflation. We'd love to hear from you. Again, find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What about this whole idea about for life? How long can this go on? Remember, your retirement, God willing, is going to last you a whopping 40 years. For early retirees, could be 50, could be 60 years. What is the median age for companies that we're trying to get dividends from? The median age for companies in the S&P 500. This is where we're going to start to talk about longevity. The answer, 52 years. And when those companies leave, the vast majority of the time, when you're going back and looking at a database of how long these companies lasted... Very rarely is it because they went away, went out of business. Most of the time you see a company's quote lifespan ended mostly because they were purchased or merged or combined with some other entity. So I think that if you're looking at that 52 median number, it's actually understating the longevity of companies because so many of them get absorbed with so many big mergers that we hear about every year. Again, very rare that companies, big S&P 500 companies just go away. Takes a long time to get into the S&P 500. Takes a lot of work to do that. And no company ever wants to leave. Let's look at sectors first and the average industry sector age. So tech companies, by the way, are, as you can maybe imagine, are among the youngest companies on a median basis, median age of 38 years. Real estate companies, relatively young as well at 44 years. Now we're starting to talk about four plus decades. But then look at some of the median ages in some of these other areas, industrials, utilities, consumer staples. Well, let's start with utilities. The median age for utility company, the SP 500 is 108 years. The median age for, the, for industrial companies in the SP 500, 80 and a half years. Financial companies, some old financial companies. There's some banks that have been around for a very long time. We're going to get into some specific names in just a second. Financial median age, 90 years. And then who, who is the winner of this category? Consumer staples. The median consumer staple company in the S&P 500 has been around for 111 years. Well, here's some of the names. I love this when I, I found the study that showed median ages here. Think about toothpaste for a second. Think about consumer discretionary. Toothpaste as a medium itself, as a product, you know, you think about it, it gets stuck on your sink. I've got four little kids. It's usually all over the sink. Once that stuff dries in that gooey form, it takes like a pressure washer to get rid of it. Like you, you're, your house could go away and the toothpaste is still there. Toothpaste and stuff lasts forever. Colgate Palmolive. You probably have some Colgate in your house. That company is over 200 years old. It was founded in 1806. John Deere, when I was growing up, we had a John Deere tractor. My dad still uses it to this day. I was a little kid and he'd fire it up after that. I remember they had snow. It was outside. We didn't have a garage. Outside, snow on it during the winter. Spring comes, grass is growing. 
takes like a week to get this thing up and running, this two-piston engine thing. For some reason, I think he told me it was, it was from 1933. Upon further research, I did this past week. I think it looks, the, the model of tractor looks like more like 1953, but it's still in use. John Deere as a company founded in 1837. And again, I'm not saying go out, rush out and buy any of these companies. These are just examples of we're trying to get income and want it to last for a long period of time. I think it helps to understand that the very places we're getting it from tend to stick around for a very, very long time. Utility company, Consolidated Edison or Con Ed, started in 1823, still serving up electricity to this day. State Street, still a massive bank and now an ETF company provider, founded in 1792. Procter & Gamble, founded in 1837. Consumer staples, guess what? They're still serving up all kinds of soap. I think you get the point here. Companies that make it into the S&P 500 tend to be very formidable and they tend to stick around for a very long time. And many of them are very likely to stick around for your entire lifetime. But creating income for a lifetime is not just about stocks. You can also have a multitude of other areas to generate cash flow as well. Again, all of these can be found in ETFs. Again, income for a lifetime, income from stock dividends, income from energy pipeline company or distributions, income from bond interest payments, income from owning commercial real estate. What about energy pipeline companies? You don't have to own a pipeline company itself to get oil transport distributions because you can own an oil and natural gas pipeline company that pays out to you the income they receive from their customers. Big oil companies, they pay pipeline companies to move and transport the flow of those fuels from one location to another. And by the way, I think no matter how much the world changes over time to green energy, fossil fuels, pipeline companies are needed to transport that fuel will still be flowing for how long? Probably our entire lifetime. This is one of the stats of the year from the economist Jeff Curry of Goldman Sachs. He's the, he's the head of global commodities research. And here's a quote. At the end of last year, overall fossil fuels represented 81% of overall energy consumption. 10 years ago or 10 years before that, they were 82%. So despite all the investment in renewables, $3.8 trillion over the past 10 years, that only moved fossil fuel consumption from 82% down to 81% in a decade of overall energy consumption. Again, oil and gas, not that electric and green energy isn't going to grow, but oil and gas will still be flowing during likely your entire lifetime. How about income from commercial real estate? You don't need to own a 20-story corporate office building or a 500-unit apartment complex. Instead, you can own real estate companies that own them that pay out the vast majority of rental income to you. Long-term tenants, big buildings, big apartment complexes with thousands of renters. By law and IRS regulation, REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, they have to pay out 90% or more of their taxable profits to shareholders in the form of dividends, distributions. Again, think about a building. Think of the longevity of a corporate office building. Probably going to be around for your entire lifetime. 
How about bonds? Are there going to be bonds for my entire lifetime? First of all, we see bonds, highest yields we've seen in 15 years. You don't need to own 100 different individual treasury bonds, all with different maturities or 100 different corporate bonds to find 4 or 5% these days in bond interest. Instead, you can own an ETF that has a specific maturity year and by nature already has hundreds of holdings for diversification. The U.S. government has been issuing bonds in one form or another since the late 1700s. Guess what? There are going to be plenty of bonds around for your entire lifetime. So think about all these different categories. They can come in the form of liquid investments. You can go individual securities or you can use ETFs to do that. But putting it all together, there's no reason you don't have dozens and dozens or even more than 100 different sources that are paying you an income stream. And as I just went through the course of economic history, and it struck me when I came across a study that showed the median age of companies in the S&P 500, median age, half a century plus. Some of these categories, median age, over a century. So they've lasted that long. Why wouldn't they also have a really good shot at being around for your entire retirement? Here's the bottom line. Think about the longevity of Companies functioning, growing, paying dividends. Utilities, median age 108.5 years. Industrials, median age 80.5 years. Financial companies, median age 90. Consumer staples, median age 111 and a half years. When you start to think about just how long these income-producing entities have been around, it's a wonderful reminder that these are cash machines should keep paying you way, 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 way into retirement. Energy, oil, pipeline companies. No matter how much money flows into green, renewable energy, oil and gas, they're going to still be flowing very likely for the rest of my lifetime. And that sector and those companies pay out very regular income streams to investors. Thinking about commercial real estate, think about the longevity of an apartment building or, the, or a high-rise or a commercial warehouse or a data center. Again, it's very conceivable that a cash-producing real estate company you invest in today is still paying out income in 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Maybe in another name, may merge with someone else, but the assets inside, the buildings, have great longevity. So we want to think of our overall retirement plan and all the investments inside, all the different cash-generating machines that'll blend together to give you income for the rest of your life. I don't have a better goal to set when it comes to financial planning. It's completely possible when you put all those pieces together, income from dividends, income from interest, income from distributions, and you do it through something as simple as just ETFs, we'll also end up with these categories that are able to grow that income stream along with inflation or outpace inflation. So put it all together, you end up with income and then inflation protection hopefully for a lifetime and that's the very reason we invest to begin with i wish you great success on your income journey 
Hey, y'all. This is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This is provided as a resource for informational purposes and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. The mention of any company is provided to you for informational purposes and as an example only and is not to be considered investment advice or recommendation or an endorsement of any particular company. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. There is no guarantee offered that investment return, yield, or performance will be achieved. The information provided is strictly an opinion and for informational purposes only, and it is not known whether the strategies will be successful. There are many aspects and criteria that must be examined and considered before investing. This information is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment, tax, estate, or financial plan considerations or decisions. Investment decisions should not be made solely based on information contained herein.